Hello, everybody. Good to be with you. It's a Thursday afternoon for me, and uh, it's just beautiful. You know what? It's, I'm, I'm very pleased with what is. <laughs> and this is very easy today to be pleased with what is. But I try to make my sure that I at least don't argue with what is, right? But, we, we're, but we're here for another subject, sort of. <laughs> we're still here to talk about what is, because there's nothing else that we can talk about. And there's no one else that can talk. So let's you and I, let's, let's, let's look at a common pointer sort of thing that we very often get. And uh, the problem is, is that we, we take that pointer in the wrong direction. And it's sort of a pointer. And what it says is, <clears throat> tells us the seeker never wakes up. And I know you've heard that. You probably heard it from me. I, would, I don't know that I would have put it exactly that way, but you probably heard that from me. Um, and you, I know you've heard it from others. So the seeker doesn't wake up. Hmm. So I would put this a different way. I would certainly say that the body does not wake up. And also, I would say that the one who thinks it's a seeker, the, the, the seeker character can't wake up. See, the reason that, you, that, that the seeker doesn't wake up is that you can't wake up while you're seeking. You can't. You can't wake up while you're seeking. And I heard this and I thought, oh, my God, that, that does it. I'm, I'm going to give up seeking, right? And, um, and so I gave up seeking, I don't know, for maybe 20, 30 minutes. <laughs> and then came this little, and I, get, I need to know the truth, and this thing comes back in. But I tried to fool God. I didn't really acknowledge that thing. I said, I'm not, uh, I'm not seeking, and that's that. And but the problem with it is the one who said I'm not seeking, and that that was an imaginary character. That was the seeker. The seeker never wakes up because there's no seeker. You know this makes no sense when I'm talking to a whole bunch of seekers, and I'm talking to but I'm talking to goodness that I'm going talking to a growing crowd of finders, so to speak. Finders, keepers, the, the keeping part is the tougher part. But we got, we got plans for that too. I mean, I can walk you, take your hand and walk you away, your way completely through this process if you want. Well, I can't, I can't take you to, uh, the only, only completion to this project is death. And I'm hopefully not going to lead you there. But I do, I have led people to death. And I will lead others to death, I am certain. Well, I, I say I'm certain. I don't know. I'm certain I might lead me this to death, <laughs> right? So, we can't wake up seeking and we can't not see. Isn't that our dilemma? That's our dilemma. We, we, we can't wake up seeking and we can't not seek. But what if we could not seek? What if we could, we could achieve 
a state where we just did not seek? What if that was possible? Then you wouldn't be a seeker anymore because you wouldn't be seeking. And then you'd have a chance at genuine awakening, awakening, at authentic awakening. And you'd have it like that. This is not that hard, folks. It's a matter of learning to see what you're not. Because once you fully take in what you're not, all that's left is the truth. We don't have to do anything to bring about the truth. We don't have to seek for the truth. We just have to notice it. And that's the problem. We just have to notice it. And, and, and these human beings, they're thinkers, they're doers, they're trekkers, they're adventurers. But noticing is not their strong suit. Now, you take somebody, uh, you know, particularly someone interested in that sort of thing, and you take them to um, a uh, someplace where they got, you know, like a flower garden or something. I remember you know, when I lived in Portland, they had a beautiful rose garden up on the, the up in the heights, and it was just uh, it was gorgeous, the whole thing, Japanese garden, all of that. <laughs> so you would go there, and you might, notice how beautiful it is i noticed how beautiful the rose bushes were it's called the rose garden i think i noticed the japanese garden there were nothing about them that wasn't beautiful and it was like walking in like walking in a dream walking into a completely different world and it was just fabulous and it was perfect Of course, everything's perfect, but here it was noticeably perfect. So we're right back to that same word, aren't we? Notice. And the Japanese garden was noticeably perfect. So there was something noticing that because it couldn't have been a Fred. We don't know what this is, but it's not a Fred. I don't know what this is, but I can tell you that the body is not me. You have to quit seeking long enough to just notice what's already here. You're seeking consciousness. <clears throat> what do you think seeking consciousness? Can unconsciousness find consciousness? Only thing is that unconscious can be morphed into conscious consciousness. Conscious awakeness is the way I like to express it. So we just want to notice what's here. So let's you and I notice what's here together right now. We're just in this thing for you. Good God. <clears throat> I'm so sorry that you have to go through this, except for the fact that's the way it is. 
what did the, the British prime minister say? Well, them's the breaks, you know, but I'm not, that sounds a little callous. So I'm just going to say that's the way it is. Everybody has to go through what they have to go through before they get here. You have to, you have to do what it takes until it takes. And what actually, what takes is a simply a different view. See, what you're looking for is right here. What's talking to you is what you're looking for. And what's hearing this voice is also what you're looking for. When is the last time that you can tell me something that happened when the body was in deep dreamless sleep or under anesthesia? I had anesthesia uh, last week and when it was truth. And uh, so, and it was just for a procedure. And when I woke up from the anesthesia, I had no memory of what had transpired. It had been like an hour, right? Something like that. Wasn't that long, but it was still something occurred. It's the way you, would, you might think something would have occurred. And you might think I might would have remembered something. But I wasn't there, meaning the Fred character wasn't there. There was no Fred there. In deep, dreamless sleep, there's no Fred there. There's no, there's no body there. There's no character there. It's deep, dreamless sleep. What's your experience? Nothing. But when you wake up, now not from anesthesia, you got to kind of crawl out from under it. But from deep, deep dream of sleep, you wake up in a snap. And uh, the first thing I notice is that I want some more of that deep dream of sleep. You know, I want to grab a dog and hang on for dear life and get some more of that deep dream of sleep. I want to die again. I want that little death again because nothing is required of me. Nothing is required of me. And then I notice, hell, nothing's required of me here either. If this is a whiteness talking to you, and this is a whiteness listening. How about that? A whiteness is in the kitchen fixing dinner. A whiteness is running around here on the floor. One's brown, one's white. They're both awakeness. Both consciousness. Can you find anything right now? Can you find anything outside of consciousness? I don't think so. You can't find anything outside of consciousness because it takes consciousness to see something. It takes consciousness to notice anything. And consciousness noting stuff, it's like falling, I mean, it's falling off a log. It can't be easier because it's already happening. 
You can't find anything outside of consciousness. How about this, this? Can you find anything outside of your attention? And you say, well, 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 I mean, I, there's stuff over in there and over there and over there, and I don't, and that's not in my attention. How do you know there's something over there if you're not paying any attention to it? You're just uh, describing something you believe in. What's your actual experience right now? There's right now. There's this. Now, I got to tell you, I don't know much about this. That's the truth. And the, and the, and the, the longer I remain in non-duality, the less and less and less that I can remember much of anything, tell you the truth. Getting to where this thing is like a log with a tape recorder. <laughs> Somebody pulls the string and then they park this thing in the chair and out come words. How do you go about noticing something? Well, if you were in court right now and you had to describe to me, you had to show me, you had to prove to me that, you know, in my case, it would be proving that there really is a Fred. In Betsy's case, she was in that courtroom. It should be proved she really is a Betsy. And whatever your name is, it would be, you know, whatever that unit's name is, then it would have to prove to me that there really was something inside the body called Fred or called Bob or called Nancy or whatever name you're using. How would you do that? Could you do that? I've worked with a couple of thousand people. I've never had, I would go through it in more detail if, if this was an awakening session. But nobody's ever been able to prove to me that there's a, that there is somebody there actually inside the body. Because go back to the first thing you ever heard in non-duality, which is I'm not the body. So let's just take that as a truth. I like to say the body is not me because I think it's a better pointer. I really do. You try it, I think you'll, you'll, you'll see it too. So the body is not me, and what does that leave? Well, there's there's something here that's alive or there is aliveness itself. There's already consciousness here, isn't there? Do we have to do anything to wind consciousness up? Do we have to give it new batteries from time to time? What do we do when it's taking a break? We disappear. That's what the hell we do. Because when consciousness is taking a break, we call it deep dream of sleep. There's no Fred that has deep dream of sleep. 
And the one who craves that deep dreamless sleep immediately upon awakening is not a fret either. It's consciousness. And it wants to be lulled back into that knowledge. It wants to be relaxed into that so that it can discover what it's simply not been noticing. Consciousness is already here. It's always already here, isn't it? Other than other than getting knocked out or you know getting anesthesia or or, <clears throat> or going into deep dreamless sleep, regular sleep is we're not talking about that. We're talking about deep dreamless sleep. Who is, who is it that enjoys deep, deep dreamless sleep? Nobody. Who was it that that did something in deep dreamless sleep? Nobody. See, when you're dreaming, you're you're still there. That's the, the regular dreams are dualistic because you're either the star or you are um, the victim. But you're there. You're there in that dream. But in deep room of sleep, you ain't there. And when I say you, I'm talking about the character that you think you are. You believe that you are a human being, and that is wrong. It's dead wrong. Believe me. You have a sense of being a human being, and so do I. It used to be very pronounced, it's not now. I used to, I used to really suffer from that. I don't suffer from that now. I used to be invested, deeply invested, emotionally invested in what was going on in the world. I still can see what's skillful and not. And, I've, and I still, this body will do whatever it can to bring about skillfulness where it's spotting unskillfulness, whether that means sending money to the Red Cross or send, sending money to um, save our children, whatever it is, the body is making an effort. The body is polite to people in the world, always, unfailingly polite. That's a way of giving. This body brings peace to the world. It's not the body that does it, but the body is what people see. So it's very easy for the body to take credit for it, but if the body does, it's all over. Because as soon as the body takes ownership of what's going on, it will be my body and I will notice that I am enlightened and you are not. And that's just bullshit. Same way that I could say you're a human being and I'm not. No. There's the sense of humanity here. There's a, there's a, there's a, and, and, and within relativity, there's a body here. And, and for this body, there may be actions taken. It will feel like the body decided on it. The, the body made all those decisions. That's what it will feel like. I give you that. It's not true. It really is not true. You may have heard that there's just one thing going on. 
And that's what Advaita teaches, not two, just one thing going on. That's what our teachers have taught us, one thing going on. Where do you think that one thing going on lives? Where do you think that is? Feels like it should be over there, over there, over there, doesn't it? That's what I'm looking for, because it's got to be around here somewhere. But since there's just one thing going on, this has got to be it, doesn't it? What you're not noticing is the noticer. God, I hope you've stayed with this video this long. What we're not noticing is the noticer. What is it that notices everything? Is it this body? This body has no power on its own. Withdraw the animating presence, you got a cadaver. Let me get this cadaver's here, right? It's the animating presence that counts. That's what's noticing. You have to notice that noticer. It doesn't do you any good. If you meditate, fine. I've got no quarrel with that. I encourage it. I'm not talking about encourage it in order to wake up, but I do encourage it because, you know, it brings a little peace to the mind. It's good for the body and it's just, you know, good overall. Helps you see more clearly, more because the, the mind, it calms the mind down and all that. So go ahead and, and meditate, but notice who it is that's meditating. Is it the body that's meditating? That's what we see. That's what we feel. That's what other people will tell us. And it's not true. Uh, trash can settled properly. This unit's uh, a bit uh, on the OCD side. <laughs> Likes things just so, doesn't it? You notice that this was not just thrown together, nor was this just thrown together. Everything just so. It doesn't. It doesn't go to the extent that it's really that, that it bothers me or hinders me, but is something. And it's the body's OCD, isn't it? See, I'm a whiteness. I'm consciousness itself. Consciousness springs from what's prior to consciousness, which I call awakeness. What is it? I can't tell you. What I can do is I can help you to see it for yourself. That's what I'm trying to do right now. Notice the noticer. Like you've been noticing me now for some minutes. I don't know how many. Notice the noticer. You're probably noticing that this video is getting a little long. <laughs> Notice the noticer. That's what's missing. Notice the noticer. Take all of this attention that you've been putting on what's noticed. 
and turn it back and notice that there's something noticing. It's looking right through your eyes. When I say right through your eyes, I mean that body's eyes. That's the only you that, I mean, the, that's the only claim to fame that the, the body's got is itself. It, it doesn't have an animating presence. There is an animating presence within the body, but it's not owned. It's not owned by the body. It's not owned by me, you, God, nothing. There's just an animating presence in there with no owner. But there is an animating presence in there, and it, we could say, I wonder if this animating presence, do you notice it? Can you feel it, that there's a tingling? Do you notice there's an aliveness here? You know you're alive. There's a sense that you're here. There's a sense you're alive. There's a sense that you're alert. What has that sense? Notice the noticer. Well, can't be a Fred. I saw through that long, long, long time ago. So what's left? Well, in the absence of a Fred, I only find this. But the interesting thing is in the absence of a body, I don't find this. In the absence of a body, I don't find anything. In the absence of the body, there's not even an eye to find anything. The void doesn't mean the owned void. Just get rid of I am. Just take it out of your vocabulary. It used to be really, really important. And it's just, I mean, it's just, it just leads people in the wrong direction now. Just drop it. that I am can only spring from the sense of being. So that I am is not the, is not the end of the, the story here. It is in many, many teachings, but it's not here. Because there's something prior to consciousness. Nisargadatta called it that, and he said, I am that. Well, listen to me really carefully. I am that. I am that. And now you could say it to yourself. I am that. I am that. And you're going to be 100% correct. You don't know what that is, but you know there's something. Because there, there's something prior to the noticer or the noticing better way to put it. I hope this is helpful. Love you. Bye-bye.